on long sentences. I've heard a little grumbling about the complex syntax of Eliot's very long sentences. Perhaps some of you are struggling with that, too. I decided to look for the longest sentence I could find and diagram it. This particular sentence has 105 words, three independent clauses, four adverb clauses, two adjective clauses, one noun clause, one elliptical clause, 16 prepositional phrases, and a bunch of other adverbs and adjectives besides. It is a beast. I'll share the diagram with you in the Facebook group. Here's the sentence. Quote, To the peasants of old times, the world outside their own direct experience was a region of vagueness and mystery. To their untraveled thought, a state of wandering was a conception as dim as the winter life of the swallows that came back with the spring. And even a settler, if he came from distant parts, hardly ever ceased to be viewed with a remnant of distrust— which would have prevented any surprise if a long course of inoffensive conduct on his part had ended in the commission of a crime, especially if he had any reputation for knowledge or showed any skill in handicraft. Unquote. For anyone having difficulty with Eliot's unwieldy sentences, I present this example to you as both validation, some of the sentences certainly are long, but also as a challenge. When I come upon a sentence like this one, I view it as a densely packed chest of treasures. It might take a little work to discover everything it holds, but it will be worth it. This particular one contains priceless gems of subtle satire. We begin with a statement of the insularity and narrow-mindedness of the olden-day peasant, who regards anything outside his direct and very limited experience as vague and mysterious. To him, the origins of a migrant worker are as incomprehensible as the winter life of a migrating bird, for not just the peasant, but even his very thoughts are untraveled. That's such a brilliant phrase. Even if a newcomer were to settle in the community and live a long and faultless life there, the commission of a single crime would prompt the peasant to point back to his unknown origins and say he never did trust him. These mysterious men were especially suspect if they possessed any skills or handicrafts that distinguished them from their simple, rustic neighbors. It's such a clever description of provincialism, and one that, as I mentioned in my previous post, makes us feel all the more deeply for the wanderer whose origins are so poignant. So, the challenge is this. Do the work to unpack all that Eliot has offered you in these sentences that are so dense with value. Since I have read this and another of her works, I can promise you it's worth the effort. If you're having difficulty, here are a few suggestions. If possible, listen to the audio while reading. I've already done the work of comprehending the sentence, and its meaning will be reflected in my emphasis and tone. So, if you listen while reading, my voice will help you navigate the thought. If you don't like listening, try reading it aloud yourself. I never understand a work better than when I have to record it for you. Reading it aloud, particularly if that reading is going on record, forces a much higher level of focus and forestalls that familiar reader's hazard of letting your eyes pass over words your mind does not take in. And don't hesitate to reread. 
the sort of reading we do if you're participating in the live group of Read With Me, with our slow pace and focused attention, can fall into a separate category from your other reading. Some of you might know that my husband is a fitness trainer. He leads his clients through short, once-a-week, highly intense weightlifting workouts. The strength they build in these sessions of intense effort then translates to and benefits all the other activities they do. I see an analogy here. If we take our time with the complexity of Eliot's writing and build our comprehension skills, we'll get so much more out of all our other reading. I can attest that it works, because I don't have much trouble at all reading Eliot, and that would definitely not have always been true. I've done the workouts. One last thing. You might ask whether the complexity of these sentences is a flaw in her writing. Here's my own feeling. First, to the extent that I have struggled with her work, I am much more inclined to find fault in myself than in her style. Almost all 19th century writing seems complex to our modern, stunted sensibilities. And second, to question her style feels to me a little bit like scrutinizing a specific feature on a very beautiful woman. I think the work itself, taken on the whole, is just exquisite, and I appreciate all the details of the form that that exquisiteness takes. Those, anyway, are my thoughts for anyone who's felt overwhelmed by Eliot's long sentences. See it through, and let's see how you feel in the end.